Come, all ye weary, come, all ye thirsty, come to the well that never runs dry. Drink from the water, come and thirst no more. Come to the sinners, come find his mercy, come to the table, he will satisfy. Drinks of his goodness, find what you're looking for. For God so loved the world that he gave us, his one and only Son to save us. Whoever believes in him will live forever. Bring all your failures, bring your addictions, come to the kitchen out of the cross. Jesus is waiting there with open arms. See his open arms, for God so loved the world that he gave us, his one and only Son to save us, whoever in him will live forever. The power of hell forever defeated. Now it is well. I'm walking in freedom for God so loved. God so loved the Praise God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, praise Him, for the wonders of His love. Praise God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, praise Him for the wonders of His love. Praise God, oh, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, praise Him for the wonders of His love. For God so His one and only Son to save us. Whoever believes in Him will live forever. Through the power of hell forever defeated. Now it is well. I'm walking in freedom. For God so loved, God so loved the world.
Here we go. Wanting into the night. Wanting a place to hide this weary soul. This bag of bones. And I try with all my might. Come on. And I just can win the fight. Only drifting. A vagabond. And just when I saw the road, I met a man I didn't know. And he told me that I was not alone. He picked me up, he turned me around, he put my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because he hangs my heart, he changed my name forever free. I thank the Savior, I thank God. I can't deny what I see. God is to believe my doubts are burning. My cash is in the wind. So long to my old friends. Come on. Burning and bitterness, you can't keep on moving. Now you ain't welcome here. Ooh, now till I want to go. I sing how you saved my soul. This wayward son has bound my way back home. He picked me up, he turned me around, he put my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because he healed my heart, he changed my ways forever free. I thank the Savior, I thank God. another one I am free I am free oh I am free hell lost another one I am free oh I am free oh I am free who oh, hell lost another one I am free oh I am free oh I am free hell lost another one I am free oh I Because he healed my heart, 
He changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. I thank worship you, 
Lord, it would be enough If all I did was pray to you It would be enough If all we did was worship you It would be enough Cause you are enough You are enough You are enough I just want to share a word. Um, I didn't want to, I, but the, the Lord just keeps on telling me to go, and I'm like, okay, Lord, if it's if you want me to share, I'll just I'll share it. Um, but there's this word that's that it, you know, I think that even at a football game, or we can, you know, we can watch and we can war and we can we can praise and we can clap and we can shout. Um, but I'm telling you, in the spirit, in this spiritual battle, like the, the enemy's not just going to lay down and let you have it. You know, even when we sing those choruses, it says that I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. And I'm going to tell you something. I want to tell you, listen, he's not going to just lay, lay down and let you have it. He's not going to just lay down and let you have it. Right, right. You're going to have to declare it, and even when it doesn't feel like it's true, you got to declare it till it is true. Can I get a witness? 
So listen, listen. You know, I, I remember uh, yesterday I was watching Dabo Sweeney and, and the, the the Tigers and Florida State and Florida State's undefeated and and I mean it was they were just hammering each other back and forth, back and forth. And and Dabo Sweeney said, "Listen, neither one of us are good. they're not going to lay down and we're not going to lay down." But I'm going to tell you, we're going to fight until the end. And I want to tell you, that's who we are this morning, the church. We can't, we can't go out here to a football game or a baseball game and, and yell and scream and war and, and praise. But let me tell you something. When it comes to the spiritual things, whenever you feel like you're being oppressed or it feels like that you're not in victory, it feels like that you're not winning, it feels like that you're not truly in freedom, that is the place where you've got to war. That is the place where you have got to stand and praise and go for it in the the name of Jesus. That's where you have to declare, I am free. And I'm going to tell you what, listen, the person that's in the deepest pit in this room, I want to tell you to you, you need to sing it and sing it and sing it until it is true. Whew. Let's just go back into that. Let's go back there. Let's go back there a minute. Hell There's no one who I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Fred, help us no one. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Help us no one. I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Help us no one. I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Hell us the one I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Let the glory of the Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praise of the King rise among us. Let it rise. The songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of the King rise among us. Let it rise. That's it. Ooh, oh, let it rise. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of the King rise among us. Let it rise. Let the songs of songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of the King rise among us. Let it rise. Ooh, let it rise. Ooh.
Just keep worshiping. Keep worshiping right where you are. Don't move. I saw my bride over there doing math. She doesn't do math, only in the spiritual realm. But it was when I looked over, it was 3.2 million. There were 3.2 million things being slayed in this room. There were 3.2 million. It's like we underestimate the things that are being warred over and the things that are being won in the spiritual realm. Listen, there was 3.2 million as she did the math. I'm looking over and I'm going, what in the world? But then as she began and the word of God came, it became abundantly clear what she was doing. She was calculating the things that was the enemy thought he won. The things that the enemy thought that he was going to have victory in. But those, th- those things will never come to pass because of the warring in this room. Can we give the Lord a round of applause? Come on. 3.2 million. So let's just keep declaring that for a minute. We need a move. Let's just keep declaring it. Just keep going. In that 3.2 million stance, just keep declaring it. Because we need a move. We need a move. in this place this morning that you're moving. Lord, we are declaring in this place that we are here for you. Lord, we never underestimate the things that are happening in the spiritual realm because of the the authority and the power of Christ that lives in this place. Lord, we decree and declare just the freedom that lives in New Heights Church. Lord, we thank you for the blood of Jesus and we thank you for the finishing work of the cross that lives in our lives and lives in our church. It lives in the ministry, Lord. We thank you that the plans of the enemy will never prevail. We thank you, Lord, that every weapon that's formed against us shall never prosper. Father, we thank you that even as we come and we praise and we decree and declare, we don't need skepticism in this place. We need declaration in this place. We need to be saying yes to the things of heaven in this place. We need to be saying yes to heaven in our lives and in our church, in our jobs, in our schools, in our city. We need to be saying yes to heaven in Nashville and in our country in the great United States of America. 
Because, Lord, we need to move. And we declare it in this place. Let's go back one more time. We're here for you. devil's leaving in all kind of ways ah. as they play and y'all keep worshiping y'all keep waving the flags I'm going to sing I want to not sing but I'm going to read the vine and the branches John 15 I am the true vine and my father is the gardener every branch in me that does not produce fruit he removes and he prunes every branch that does produce fruit so that it will produce more fruit you're already clean because the word that I've spoken over you remain in me and I in you and just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine neither can you unless you remain in me I am the vine and you are the branches, declares Jesus. The one who remains in me and I am in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he throws aside, he's thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them and they throw them into a fire and they're burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask what you, whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we just ask that you would continue in this place this morning in this space, in the natural and new heights church, that you would continue to do a mighty work through your word. Your word says that we're already clean because of the word that you've spoken over us. Lord, we declare in this place that your word, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And it became flesh and dwelt among us. He has a name. His name is Jesus. 
We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Word of God. We thank you that when we stay upon the Word, when the Word stays in us and we stay in the Word, that when we're aligned in your ways and we're aligned with you, Lord, that we can ask whatever we wish and it will become true in our lives, that we can decree and declare in this place, that we can stand upon the Word, that we can believe and we can remain in the vine. Lord, I just declare in this place a new season, a new season of growth, a new season of pruning. Tap somebody beside you and say, he's about to prune you. He's about to prune you. He's about to prune you. He's about to cut some stuff away that's not growing fruit. I want to tell you, he's going to do it. That's who, that's who he does. He's a master gardener. He's the master gardener. Father, we thank you that in you we live, we we breathe. Lord, I thank you that in you we produce fruit. Lord, you minister to many. But first of all, Lord, you minister to our hearts. Lord, I just ask that we would remain in you. Jesus. great and powerful and mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. Hey, let's give our our worship team a round of applause. Come on. Come on. I love you guys. stuff I just want to declare the power of God over the house of New Heights Church I want to declare the power of God over this service and in this place I think there might be effects on this mic. I'm going to change.
On our uh, our webpage, I think on Facebook, social media, uh, invite some people. It's going to be a, a meet and greet on October the 21st uh, from 5 to 8. There's going to be food, games, fun, fellowship, um, and we're excited about that. I'm going to pray for our offering, and I think Ben and Jess are actually going to share a little bit next week uh, about what that vision looks like. And um, I'm going to pray over them even right now, even as they're here, but... Lord, I thank you just for a new venture and a new season. And even in this message today, Lord, I know that there's a lot of new season in this room. I just want to declare that, Father, there is blessing in a new season. And, Father, this is a new season for our, our next generation. And, Father, I pray over Ben and Jess and for vision and uh, just uh, longevity, Lord. I know that in the ministry it can take time. And, Lord, I know sometimes that, you know, the enemy is that things come forth. The enemy wants to fight against. But, Father, I declare victory in this place and in this space. And for our middle schoolers and high schoolers and, Lord, for generations to come, that this would be a place where, you know, I just want to say this, too. I, 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 Lord, I thank you that even our worship team began with 19, 20, and 21-year-olds. Like, that's how we got breakthrough in our, in, our, in our worship. So, Father, I thank you that we're going to have even more breakthrough for the high schoolers and the middle schoolers. That, Lord, your, your, your heart is for those young people to, to be connected and to be loved and to be cared for and to be seen. So, Father, I pray that this would be a church where we see people, that we see our next generation, that we would see every person, every believer, every family, every mother, every father, but, Lord, that we would especially see every single child. Father, I pray that as we take an offering this morning, Lord, I thank you for the gift and the giver. I pray that you would multiply, Father, all the things that we give for the kingdom of God, that, Lord, you would be glorified in every dollar, that you'd be glorified in every tithe, in every place that we, that we pour out, Lord, that you would multiply those places and you would use it for your glory and your kingdom, for your power, forever and ever. Amen. And all God's people said, amen.
So I, I believe the online giving link is, is uh, repaired. It's been, I think for a while uh, we had some issues or, or it was, uh, the routing was changed or whatever, but I believe that that right there uh, is, is ready to go. So um, please, if you need to use it for online giving, feel free to do so. Um, I believe we have a, a slide for the, for the new teaching, and it's called Connected to the Vine. Connected to the Vine. My, my uh, middle child, Riley, created that screen, and uh, if you see her, you can uh, just tell her, give her a high five, and tell her that she did a good job. She's, uh, when I was telling her some of the changes, I said, cool, can we do this? She said, you might need to find somebody else that works for free. <laughs> I said, no, it's perfect. I love it just like that. <laughs> the blessings of having a teenager, amen. <laughs> I'm like, man, can I just tell you thank you? Thank you, honey. That looks amazing. <clears throat> Connected to the vine, I want to tell you that I, I want to just talk and speak into a new season. And I want to tell you that even you may not even realize in this place and in this, in this space, in this time, in this dimension today, right here and right now, that you are in a new season. You may not even realize that you're in a new season. And I'm not talking about that yesterday was the first of fall, but I do want to tell you that in the beginning of a new season, just like yesterday was fall, things that are in the natural, right, can give us hints, it can give us clues, it can give us revelation to what God's doing in the supernatural. And I want to tell you this time of year, and I want to just speak into this new season, right? We just stepped into a new season in the natural yesterday, but I want, hey man, how about the new season? Let's stop right there. I love fall. Who loves fall in here? Ah! Man, I love fall. It's like, you know, the, the colder weather and all of a sudden you got sleeves on and, and it's like it's getting dark earlier and you get, like, there's chili and soups on the stove and a little fire in the fireplace, football, you, like the pantry's full. I'm not even sure. What are we stocking the pantry so full for? It's like, it's, it's, like, it's like fall comes and we just go crazy at the grocery. It's like, I mean, I'm not even sure. It's like this comfort place. It's just, I mean, it's, and, then, and then like nostalgia fills the air, like the leaves begin to fall, the leaves begin begin to change anybody ah! I mean it's like nostalgia just comes and it's like and it's like the it's kind of the the memories of things that used to be but also it's like this thing of like like the memories are about to be made as well can I just speak that into your new season then let me tell you something don't don't let your heart long the memories are good but don't just long for the things that used to be know that there's new memories and new fall memories that are coming right huh it's a new season. Man, it's a new season. And I want to tell you this morning that autumn is a time for harvest. Let's put that on the, on the screen. Autumn is a, is, a, is a time for harvest. You know, we know that and we see these, these things in the, in the Jewish calendar and we know that, that all of these, these times come in the Jewish calendar and the harvest season comes and, and all these feasts come. And, but I want to tell you something that that there's a harvest that God wants to do in your life. Even as you see the harvest and you see the pumpkins and you see the decorations and you see the, the gourds and you see the things and this, all the crops that are harvested at the end of the summertime, right before the fall, it's like these things that God has done, God is showing us something and he declares, he, his desire is to do a harvest in your own heart and in your own life. God wants to have a harvest in your life. 
He wants to do a harvest. He wants to, autumn is the, is the time of harvest. When we see these things in the natural, it's, it, listen, it's something that we can see and we can apply to our spiritual lives. It's not just something that God's doing here in our dimension or that we can see among us. It's also something that's happening in the spiritual realm. Do y'all see it? Jude is a powerful book in the Bible. It's the last it's the last book of the uh, of the Bible before Revelation. It's only one chapter, and, and I want to uh, show you this uh, this verse, Jude one verse twelve. I don't even know why I say one. It's only one chapter, but we put it up there anyway. Do you have Jude one twelve, Cheryl? Oh, my screen's broken in the back. I I may do that again. Forgive me. What's wrong with the television? So. It, <laughs> It says, it's, so, so Jude is speaking, y'all listen to this. Jude is speaking about false teachers. And he's giving warnings about false prophets. He's giving warnings about false teachers. But look what he, he, he connects a false teacher to, a har, to, a, to a, an autumn without a harvest. Look, it says, these people are dangerous reefs that your love feast as they uh, eat with you without reverence. They are shepherds who only look after themselves. They are waterless Clouds carried among by winds, trees in late autumns, fruitless, twice dead, and uprooted. So, guys, let me just tell you that as this warning comes, and he's, there's this comparison to a false teacher and someone like there's no doctrine, there's no teaching, there's, there's no revelation. He, he, he's saying, he's, he's comparing that, y'all listen to this, to, a, to an autumn without a harvest. He's, it's, the, it's the brother of James, and Jude, Jude is saying sometimes those things are hard for us to wrap our minds around, but y'all, y'all hear this. God wants to have a harvest in our heart and in our lives, and he's saying that, that it's as sad. In, in the book of Jude, he's comparing it. He's saying it, it, it's as bad as a, a false teacher. It's as bad as late trees in late autumn having no fruit. And I want to tell you this morning that seasons come and go. Anybody is, I mean, I'm telling you, it seems like the older we get, the seasons just come and they go and they, they go faster. It seems like summer just got, it seemed like New Year's was just here. I mean, it just happens, and it's like these seasons, they come and they go. But y'all, listen to me. I'm just crying out, and the Lord is even wanting you to hear this morning that he's got a purpose and a place and a space in your life that God wants to do a mighty work in this next season of your life. Don't let a fall, don't let an autumn pass by without a harvest. Can I get a witness? I love that. Come on, Luke. He's going to be a singer like his daddy. I want to tell you the seasons come and go. So we need to focus on the God who remains unchanged and is unchanging. Look at Psalm 91 and 2. Lord, you have been our refuge in every generation. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God. Can I get a witness? Ah, from generation to generation, don't let, an, uh, listen, a season go by. Because I'm going to tell you something, that there, there is abundant change in this old world. Man, there's, there's abundant change in this world. I mean, I don't, have to, I don't have to point it out, but I can tell you this, that, that um, the, the, the change of the world is abundant. Let's put that up there. It, I, I, listen, 
I mean, I, it, I'm tongue-tied because there's so much. I think sometimes you, you start thinking, you're like, man, that really does kind of sound true. But I want to tell you something. It doesn't take long either. Like the world that we live in is not even the world that we grew up in. Like it doesn't take long, y'all, listen, for moral change. Moral changes are happening among us, and they happen so quickly. There's societies changing. Pol- political things change. The laws change. The rules change. The economy changes. Can I get a witness? It's like all of these things change, and the change of the world is abundant. But now let's go back to Psalm one and, uh, 90, verse 1 and 2, Cheryl. And I want to read it again. Lord, you have been our refuge for every generation. Our Lord God is unchanging. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth, God, the, of the world, from eternity to eternity, he is God. And guys, let me tell you something. He's unchanging. He does not shift. He does not change. He is forever and ever eternally faithful. You know how long it takes for the world to change? One generation. One generation. It only t- for, for the world, for this world, I'm telling you, our kids are not growing up in the same world that we grew up in. Anybody? Anybody? Our kids aren't growing up in the same place. It only takes one generation, but God is never changing. Amid all of that change, one thing, one person never changes. And he asks us to abide in him. Let's put that on there. God says, abide in me. Abide in me. Listen, his life is always the same. There's one person. There's one thing. His character is dependable. His truth, his, his purpose, his ways never change. God is never changing. Person beside you. God does not change. His son Jesus does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's look at Hebrews 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and, and how long? Forever. Jesus Christ is unchanging. And I want to tell you something in this world, man, I'm telling you, I just want to, man, I just want to honor the Holy Ghost in here. I don't, I don't want to run off, but I, I just want to touch on something for a minute. As Jesus in red letters, as I read, let's, let's go back to the, to the title screen connected to the vine. As I read that a few moments ago, you know, you heard these truths and you heard these things that Jesus said, and it's so good because he, he says that he is the vine and we are the branches. He is the vine and we are the branches. Our Father in heaven is the master gardener. I love that. I'm telling you, there's so many things that are connected. As you plant, you pull weeds. Every time I'm in the garden, every time I'm watering flowers, I mean, it doesn't matter. Every time I'm doing those things, I'm reminded of my Father in heaven. Like I'm watering the plants, even though, you know, I love flowers, just like the flowers I plant out front. I love those things. I come here and I, and I plant these trees and I plant, but let me tell you something, I water them. You know why? Because we need to be watered. We, we need the Holy Ghost. That's why it's compared to water. We need the Holy Ghost in us. We need to be watered. Our Father's the master gardener. Can I get a witness? 
It says that, listen, and, and listen, God's not one that's ever trying to cut you down at the knee. God wants to build you up. He's the gardener. He wants you to blossom. He wants you to, he wants you to bear fruit. Like it says it in verse 8 of that, of that text that that is his purpose, that you would bear fruit and that we would be known to be Jesus' disciples. Like that's the whole purpose. He's the master gardener. And it says that if, if the branches, listen, if they, if they don't bear fruit, listen, he cuts them off. But even if they do bear fruit, he still cuts them and he prunes them so that they'll bear more fruit. And I love the word of God, too. He says that we're already clean because the word he's already spoken over us. But the word of God is so complete. You know, when you hear this, it's like, oh, well, that's why he calls it the fruit of the spirit. It's like, what are the, what's the fruit that he wants us to bear? The fruits of the Spirit. It's patient, kind. But let me just say this. There's this connection. I want to go here. Connected to the vine. There's this connection between Jesus, the vine, and us. But also he says that, it, that, that apart from him, we can do nothing. And I think that when we, whenever we hear this verse and we hear this verse in the fall that we start we immediately go to this place where we start to think about being curled up by the fireplace like a, a cup of coffee and, and we you know even maybe a lap blanket you know it's like in this new season we, we're like being connected to the vine it means hey you know I'm gonna have my quiet time and I'm gonna be in the word and he even says that he's like if you're if you remain in me and my my word remains in you ask whatever you wish and it'll be given to you he's actually he actually says that and and I'm not saying don't be in the Word. I'm not saying that don't go into that quiet time. But I also want us to see this connection where he says that apart from me, you can do nothing. Because there's a, there's a very important implication of that. It means that whenever we walk, and listen, in the Spirit-filled church, we have to be able to war. We can't just sit down. In the Spirit-filled church, in the Holy Ghost-filled church, we have to be the ones that understand that we're in a spiritual battle, and we're the ones that need to be Holy Ghost praying. We need to be coming together, praying for one another, laying hands on one another, believing for one another, edifying one another, encouraging one another, serving one another, loving one another, and he says, at the end, he says that we would bear fruit. And apart from him, we can do nothing. And I just want to, I want to just get into that for a minute because listen to me. That means that, that his ways are not our ways. That his thoughts are not our thoughts, says the Lord. So what does it mean that apart from him, I can do nothing? It means that when I abide in the vine, when I'm connected to the vine, that listen, when Jesus says things like, he says statements like, I only do, I only, I only say what the Father says, I only do what the Father does. He says other statements, and I love this. He, he says, up until now, my Father has always been working. And now, too, I am working. And when you hear those kinds of statements in red letters, it's like, what does Jesus mean? It means that he's connected to the Father in heaven, and he's speaking, and he's doing what only the Father does. And let me just tell you something. As the church, we don't walk outside of the ways of God. That means that whenever I walk and people see me, and, and so what do I do? That means that the words that I speak are edifying the words that I speak are encouraging, that I pray for people and I love people, that I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that whenever I'm not coming against, I'm not tearing down, I'm not here to fight, I'm here to fight a spiritual battle. I'm not here to fight against flesh and blood. When I come, I am coming in the name of our Lord Jesus. 
It means apart from me that I can do, apart from him, I can do nothing. It means unless I come in love, unless I come in forgiveness, unless I come with grace, unless I come with mercy. Let me just tell you something. We always honor and respect one another. We never come, ever come, ever without love, honor, and respect in the house of God. Let's give the Lord a praise for that. That's who we are. That's who we are. We always honor. We always respect. In the past, I, I just want to tell you that I've been, I've been guilty, and, and I've even been called on it, and I've changed my, I've changed my way of, I mean, I, I, change, I have a change of convictions is the way you can say it. You know, I've always said, and I love to tell jokes, but some jokes probably don't need to be said from the pulpit. But I'm going to tell you what it is. I've said from the past, I said, hey, we want difficult and negative people to go to church. We just don't want them to go to church here. <laughs> but, but I need to rephrase that because we do want them to, because this is a healing church. And, and listen, people that are negative and people that, that, I mean, listen, when people say something negative about someone else, we're the spirit-filled church and we can, listen, my ways are not your ways. I'm connected to the vine. Does it mean if, if I hear somebody say something negative about my brother that I go to my brother, I'm like, hey, I just want to tell you, this is being said. It wasn't edifying and it wasn't encouraging, but he's saying that against you. Do I say that? No. That's not what I do. I nip it in the bud right here. Whenever I hear that negative thought and that negative comment, I'm connected to the vine. Just like Jesus, I, I, listen, I, go, I cut it off head on. And I call it what it is. That's what a spirit-filled person does. Edifying and loving and saying, hang on, brother, what you're coming against. Or hang on, sister. Those are words of judgment, and we don't judge. There's only one judge. We need to love and we need to edify because I'm connected to the and I only do what my father does and only say what my father says. And my father has been working up until now, and now, too, I am working. That's what it means. When he says, apart from me, you could do nothing, it sounds like there's this thread or there's this place. And he's like, man, I just picture God. I'm not, there's like there's no fruit and like these lights are coming at me. I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry. Don't cut me off and throw me in the fire. That's not what this is about. It's that the Lord wants us to bear fruit. And he wants us to walk connected to the vine. And apart from the vine, we can do nothing outside of love and honor and grace and mercy Respect. Anybody? Huh. But the Lord says, abide in me. Put that back up there for a second. God says, that, like in this world that changes, in this world, and I want to tell you, Man, we need to be coming together in spirit-filled meetings. We don't need to wait until, until it seems like the world's coming apart. We don't need to wait until, the, you know, that, that cancer comes into your life or, 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 the, or the world's falling apart or your marriage is falling apart or your children are falling apart or your family's falling apart or your ministry's falling apart. You don't wait till, till those things happen in your life to go to the Lord in prayer. We need to be abiding in Him and, and speaking to Him and, and loving Him. The Spirit-filled church needs to be pressing in and praying into these things and declaring and decreeing and binding the hand of the enemy. Can I get a witness in here? Ah, that's who we are. 
Like to abide in him means that, man, I'm doing business. That's what the ecclesia is, that we're, we're actually legislating things, like we're moving things. And, and let me tell you something, the enemy, he wants you to be fooled and he wants you to be, he wants you to be lulled to sleep. But not in my house, not today, devil, not at the north gate. Hmm. Jesus is forever unchanging. In a world that changes, God says, abide in me. Can I tell you something? We believe that, that, listen, not only did Jesus come and he lived a sinless life, that he gave his life up for me and you, that he was nailed to a cross for sins that he didn't commit, that he paid the penalty for my sin and your sin, that he was, that he was put into a borrowed grave, that he was, let me tell you something, he gave up willingly his life for yours. And listen, he went into a tomb and on the third day that God raised him from the dead, that he was raised in a glorified state and that he is alive and well that he went to heaven come on that he went to heaven and we also believe that he's coming again Ah! we live in glory we abide in him we believe in that we know our hope is not in this world and I'm going to tell you something else church this is God's all over this his children will enjoy his fellowship 100 million years from right now his children will enjoy his fellowship. Y'all listen to me. The, the enemy, those lies, it's the opposite. It's the counterfeit of the truth. You know, he tells you that you never will get good, that you'll never make it. He tells you that you should be ashamed. He tells you that you're not godly. He tells you that you're not holy. He tells you all these things. But I'm going to tell you something. Not only are those things false, but you are forgiven. You are set free, that you are healed in the mighty name of Jesus, that you will go to eternity and you'll be with him in a hundred million years from now the world may fade stars may fall seasons may change winter may come but the God who has been helped for ages to come will be hope for ages to come seasons may change stars may fall winter may come But the one who has always been the ever-present help will continue to be our hope. He'll continue to be our hope. He is stability and joy unshakable. He is life unending. Guys, I want to put this next note if you're taking notes, is that autumn is a time that we get things covered because harsh weather is coming. Cheryl, you do good at that. Isn't that good? Y'all give Cheryl a hand. Come on. I mean, you don't even need readers. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting close. Listen, I'm not even going to declare that from this pulpit. I'm going to tell you something. My eyes ain't what they used to be. Amen. But that right there is some good note taking. So this is not something that, you know, this is, and so as I sit with the Lord, the Lord shows me these things. He shows me these things. I'm like listening to Jesus and Jesus and Jesus started showing me like in the autumn, in the fall, it's when we, it's like we start putting stuff away. You start getting that foam and you're, you know, you're, you're trying to every, the, the little gaps in your door, the door or your windows or your, you know, maybe, maybe you got a place that needs to be caulked at the house or, you know, some place like, you know, you know, that cold weather is coming. All your patio furniture needs to be put away. 
you're covering up winterizing your boat or winterizing stuff. You know, that's just what happens. Autumn is a, is a, is a time that we begin to pair, prepare that we cover things because harsh weather is coming. And I just want to, I want to declare in this new season and this new place that you're going to that listen, right now is the time. We don't wait till those things come into your life. We start praying into those things now. We just, we just, we just start, uh, um, declaring health and prosperity and, and, and victory over our children and over our church and over our jobs and over our homes. We start declaring those things. We start covering these things because we know that these things are coming. And right now is the time. Don't let a season come and go without there being a harvest in your life right now is the time that we need to be praying right now is the time that we need to be thanking God right now is the time I mean even you know I'm picturing those what those the 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 hose pipe you know spigots on the side of your house you know you get those things you cover it up you know what I mean and that's what I'm picturing it's like that the word of God the water like we need to be we need to be covered because those things don't let those things freeze up in your life can I get a witness Man, I, Luke's going to be a preacher, I'm telling y'all. I decree and declare in the mighty name of Jesus. That boy's going to preach the word. He's going to have a good amen, too, when he gets older. Amen! From the back row, too. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be one of them. Amen! One of those when they, somebody says it and every, every head turns that way, like... There was, there was one guy, we used to go to this big church. That guy, amen, so loud from the back, like 4,000 heads would turn. Amen. Love that dude. I still don't know who he is. Love that guy, though. The Lord knows who that guy is, I promise you. That dude ain't playing. The Lord is calling us to renew our commitment to God. Look at Jeremiah 8, verse 20. And listen, this is, I'm, not a, I'm not a gloom and doom guy. That's not what I'm saying. But listen, this is a warning from the prophet Jeremiah. He says, harvest has passed, summer has ended, but we have not been saved. There's this picture that the prophet Jeremiah, and listen, I'm not, this is not, I'm, I'm not speaking this over anyone. I'm just saying that this warning that, that came through thousands of years before us, that even a thousand years before our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that, that, that seasons can come and seasons can go, that we can part, that we can go into a new season. And today is the second day of a brand new season. And y'all listen to me. Don't let the season pass without us going to our knees. Let us thanking our heaven. Father, for all the things that we have, for us coming into contention to contend for our family, contend for our church, contend for our pastors, contend for our deacons, contend for our jobs in our workplace, contend for our city. Don't let the season go by because let me tell you something. He he tells us right here that a season will come and a season will go and a season will end and we will not be saved unless we keep our focus on our heavenly father above I heard the Lord say call upon the name of the Lord seek the Lord while he may be found seek the Lord I'm telling you I love chili I love soup like taco soup 
Hey, I'm convinced right now, Jerry, I love you, and I could probably cook a better hamburger. I'd have to go neck to neck with Jerry. I'm not sure I can outcook him. But, I, uh, but I'm telling you what, I, I'm convinced that we could have a burger cook-off. Man, I, I'm, I, are you ready? Trends down because there's going to be a lot of hamburgers. But, but let me just tell you something. I love the season. I love the change. I love the fall. I love the nostalgia. I love the cold weather. I love, all, I love the leaves falling. I love all of that stuff. But don't let that stuff lull you to sleep. Right? There's a spiritual thing that's happening, and even though they're great, man, let me tell you something. Fall ushers in all of the things I just talked about, and you get to have all these holidays and Thanksgiving, and, you know, it doesn't even, doesn't even end until four days before Christmas. We'll be decorating our trees. It'll still be fall. Amen? But don't let those things just lull you to sleep. In a spiritual life, that's who we are. We're spirit-filled believers. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. That's who we are. Harvest has passed. Summer has ended. But we've not been saved. Keep our focus on the Lord. Here's the last one. Autumn is a time to focus on the wonderful blessings of God. I want to just encourage you that in this time, you may say, Pastor, I don't really know how to contend. I don't know how exactly to go into that place. And I want to just tell you that, listen, the Holy Ghost will guide you. The Holy Ghost will show you. He'll give you the insight. He'll tell you. And even those, those groanings that go up, even where you don't know how to pray, the Lord only needs your yes. Can I get a witness? For you to sit with the Lord and for you to say yes to the Lord, for you to put your focus on the Lord, for you to go into prayer with the Lord, for you to go into a new season with God and listen, being in his word and abiding in him, but also abiding in his ways. And I want to tell you something, you can begin by thinking and focusing on the wonderful blessings of God, your family and your church and your friends, the strength that God has given you. Has anybody thanked God for the strength that they have lately? Can I get a witness? Come on. It's like we walk through. And, woo, come on. Praise God right now. Use his strength to praise him. Like you can clap because, yes, while I still have strength, let me praise God. Like just praising him for my strength and my walk and my faith and the, I mean the shelter and the provision. It's like even as, you, even as you're in this season and you're, and you're closing the gaps and caulking places or putting away patio furniture, that's the time, even as you do those things, you're taking shelter and putting things away to be thanking God that He's given you a place. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. That I am blessed and highly favored and I'm deeply loved. I am blessed, highly favored. And deeply loved. That I am blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. That I am blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. One more time. I am blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. That's who I am. So instead of grumbling while you're carrying that patio chair... Let's try saying that. Lord, thank you for this chair. Thank you for this family. Thank you for this home. Thank you for this life. Thank you for this strength. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you for the freedom and the healing and the salvation that you've given me. Thank you, Lord, for these children. Thank you, Lord, just for your guidance. Thank you, Lord, that you care about me, that you love me, that you see me. Many of us grew up, and maybe you didn't have a dad that was around. Maybe you had a dad that was around, but he wasn't mushy. He didn't hug you. I make my kids hug me. I'm like coming in, and they fight me off. I'm coming in anyway. The more they fight, I'll start puckering up. Then they quit fighting. Just give me a hug because they know I'll kiss them. I'll do it. I'm telling you. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. But I'm telling you, maybe you didn't have a dad that did those things. Or maybe we didn't have a dad that saw you. Maybe you didn't have a dad that spent time with you. Maybe you didn't feel valued as a child. But I want to tell you, this is the season, in this next season, where you'll become to understand that you're seen, you're blessed, you're highly favored, and you're deeply loved. It's a season where God's going to be beside you. Like God's not far away. He's connected to you. And even in those times where you might feel like you're alone, Jesus is right there beside you. He loves you. He adores you. He is with you. He is for you. That's who he is. In this season, in the spiritual realm, in all the chaos, in all the things that are changing, Let's remember our Father. I'm going to ask our musicians to come, our, our worship team, if there's anybody here that can just play a little bit. I'm going to ask that somebody would turn off the house lights, the sideways switches for me. <clears throat> you know what? We, we don't know what we're going to play. I don't have to ask Travis and Johnny and Catherine, but the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit knows what to do. I want to tell you something else. Can I confess something to you? In a Holy Spirit-filled church, we don't really know. We don't know exactly what's going to happen because it's not scripted. Like, we don't walk in that. And even last week... Even last week, whenever we were in a healing service, I heard the Lord talk about Joshua 1, verses 1 through 10. And I spoke about it for a minute, but this week the Lord showed me where I missed it. And it's okay, I'm not perfect. Being in a spirit-filled church, sometimes we can hear it, but then we don't get it exactly right, and that's okay. But the Lord wants me to... Circle back to that today. The main idea that I was talking about last week was we, that we've never been this way before. We've never been this way before. In the beginning of the book of Joshua, Joshua's taken over from Moses. For the people of God, he's going to take them into the, one, to the promised land. He's taken, them in, he's taken the people of God into the presence of God to do the will of God 
but he's afraid. It doesn't say that in the word, but I'm pretty sure that God knew he was afraid because there's like three different times in those 10 verses where God tells him, don't be afraid. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. He tells Joshua, he says, I'm giving you every place that you're going to put your feet. Don't be afraid because I'm with you. He says that no weapon, that no place, that no one, no enemy will be able to come against him, you, because God is with us. He says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. In verse 10 in the book of Joshua, last week I said that it was where he was talking about we've never been this way before. But it's actually in chapter 3 when I was reading the word this week, I was looking. And I was like, Lord, I didn't get that exactly right. I just felt it in my spirit. But it's in chapter 3 that they began to move. There was these guys that were carrying the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant. But they were going. It's where God told Joshua, he said, let me go before you. Let me go before you. And be careful as you follow because you've never been this way before. And I just want to tell you this morning, I don't know where you are. I don't know what God's doing in your life. But I can tell you one thing's for sure. You're going into a new season. And I don't know if it's at work I don't know if it's in your finances. I don't know if it's in your ministry. I don't know if it's in your marriage. I don't know if it's with your children. Like some of us have never had kids before. We got one couple that's about to have twins. Grace, she was up here this morning. They've never been that way before, I guarantee you. Amen. But I don't know. Maybe a new building season. A new job, a new assignment, a new gift, a new calling. There's a new season. There's a new season. But God is saying, y'all listen to me. I just need you to do something, a prophetic act. If you know you're going into a new season, I need you to stand up. I need you to stand. I need you to stand all throughout the room. And I just want to bless you. And Shannon, I'm going to get you to come up too. God is calling for us to to be courageous, to not be afraid. God is saying that, listen, every place that you're going, that your foot touches, that, that, that he declares it already in the word of God, that it belongs to you. In this new season, in this new place, in this new space, in this new assignment. God has already given it over to you. He's already given you everything you need. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid because the Lord God is with you. I just declare in this place that God is going before you. That He is blessing you.
Just know that God's hand is on your new season. Father God, there's just this place where I just want to press into um, with each day, you know, the abiding and the remaining and the continuing. It's like, don't get up without him. Don't let your feet hit the floor in the morning without him. When your eyes open, praise him. Begin to thank him for how you're going to partner with him and say, Holy Spirit, have your way in me today. I surrender everything to you today, Lord to abide in you because when we remain in him he can do far more with our life than we can do on our own so Lord we just today we give you we give you our lives Lord you may have said yes a long time ago when you said yes to him when you chose to give your life to him but do you know daily we can consecrate ourselves and say Lord purify me Lord, make me righteous, make me holy. I surrender every unpure thought, every unhealthy emotion. We can give him those things, and that's what he's looking for. He's looking for us to abide in him. And when we remain in him, we're not carrying around the junk. We're just not. And if we do, then there's a new place where he wants us to surrender to him. So that could be the new season. That could be the new place that he wants to take you to. It's just each morning, and even as you end your day, end it with him. Carry him with you all throughout the day. God, we praise you for you are holy, and you are mighty, and you are glorious, and you are wonderful, and you are mighty to be praised, Father God. You are mighty to be praised. Let us use our mouth, Father God, as we move forward, Father God, to praise you, to remain in you, and to abide in you in all things, not just the things that we want to give you, Lord in the hurtful things, in the shameful places, Lord. God, you see us. And you long to touch every place in us that heaven hasn't touched yet. So I pray today, Father God, with open minds and open hearts that we receive you, Lord. And we receive heaven into our lives.